0: Listening to Setting History Straight with Linda Watson on Hebrew Nation Radio. Now, you know that everything it, to me in the Bible is just interesting. I mean, there's just so much stuff, and I just find it all fascinating, you know. But this, what we're going to cover today, I, I just can't get over some of the things that we're going to sh- go through here. It's just amazing. So, we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about what, when, and what does the Bible say. And that is about the eclipses and the heavenly signs. I'm going to go through a brief explanation of what each one of these mean. Uh, so there's basically two eclipses, two basic types, right? You have the solar eclipse and you have the lunar eclipse. So what is the difference? And you can see, and the moon is in between the earth and the sun, in a solar eclipse. And and there's a shadow that gets cast that gets cast down from the uh, side of the earth and you can see that that uh the, the moon actually doesn't have light it it just reflects the light it has. That's what it, that's how that works. Now interesting a solar eclipse can only happen on a new moon that is a black moon. It can only happen on a black moon solar eclipse. Now The solar eclipse, unlike the lunar eclipse, which may be viewed by anybody in the night sky, a solar eclipse can only be viewed by a relative small area of the world. So it comes across. It's actually a lot of times it's pretty wide, but it comes across and it's in in a smaller space. And this is the interesting thing about it. Although total solar eclipses, and that's a specific type of solar eclipse, occur somewhere on Earth every 18 months on an average, but they reoccur at any given place only once every 360 to 410 years. So for them to fall in the same location, in other words, the same country, for them to fall, it's, it usually only happens every 360 years. And that's what's amazing because we know that we have two solar eclipses. One happened in 2017 and one happened in next year, which is, you know, this is phenomenal stuff. You know, what the the stargazers and the these astronomers say is that, we don't believe this has anything to do with God. And this is just natural occurrences that happen. And after we go through it today, you can decide. All right. So now this is what I'm talking about. On August 21st, 2017, and y'all know that's the first day of Olua. And Olua is the month of repentance. Uh, you had a You had a total solar eclipse that came from Oregon all the way down to South Carolina area. Now, next year on April 8th, which is the first day of the Hebrew calendar, it, another solar, total solar eclipse is going to come across, and it's going to go all the way across, clear on up into Maine, Nova Scotia, into that area. That is very interesting because there's two, that you see that there's two solar eclipses in a seven-year period. And it, you, you can't, I couldn't make this stuff up. And the fact that it makes an X on the country is just, you know, phenomenal. The eclipse that comes next year, it's coming across through Texas, Arkansas, all the way up to all the way up to Maine. And now we want to talk about and define what is a, a lunar eclipse. Okay, the lunar eclipse, it's. When the moon is on the other side of the earth. So the sun is shining against the earth and on the other side of the earth is the moon. Okay. And that is what we call a lunar eclipse. And this one, this one happens on full moons. They always happen on a full moon. So this is the same thing. So a blood moon, what is it? It is the same thing as a lunar eclipse. A lunar eclipse is a blood moon. And the way that it looks is you can see that the blue light breaks up and it leaves the red and orange light in in the path. And it's actually the, when you look at this, you, this is why it looks red is because the blue light has left and the red and the orange light is passing through the, the shadow. So the earth is casting a shadow on the moon. So that's what happens. With this, the earth is casting a shadow on the moon. Now, I'm going to read this to you because I think this is really interesting. Because this is a piece of history that happened with Alexander the Great. And he definitely believed that when he saw the full moon and the, and the lunar eclipses and the solar eclipses, that they were an almond for him. And it, it says the historians uh, recorded this around the the fall of, an, of a, a victory that he had in Gassim mela. And I'm going to read this. So the moon turned to blood just prior to what was the most significant conquest in Gassim Mula. And this is when Alexander was going through. And he basically took over all of the known world at that point. And this was a major battle. The blood moon preceded an eclipse, which Alexander saw and regarded as a sign. Now, he had originally gone to Jerusalem. I'll tell you this story because this is recorded in history, that the high priest had a dream, and he knew that, that Alexander was headed for Jerusalem, and he was very worried. And so the father sent him a dream and told him, Go and meet him. Go meet Alexander and don't worry about it. He's not going to hurt you. So when he went to uh, meet Alexander, uh, Alexander got off his horse and bowed down before him. And so very interesting because he then sat down with Alexander and showed him in the Bible where he was being talked about, which is in Daniel chapter 8. Okay. He, he is that king of the north, that's talked about. And his kingdom was the only kingdom that was a world-ruling government. There was never another one until the UN right now. The UN is the only world-ruling government we've had since Alexander the Great. So it says that uh, he had remembered the prophecies that were in Daniel, and he felt like that God was with him in this conquest that he had. Now it it was believed that a blood moon almond indicated a empire was going down or there would be an ascension of a new Greek empire in its place. Now, this is what they believed at that time. When they saw both a solar and lunar eclipse, they believed that there was an empire that that there was an empire that's going to go down and another one that's going to rise. Now, and this is in conjunction with holy days, because and we're going to talk about that. This is not the time, the time historically that the blood moon appeared before the rise of the new power and the fall of an existing power. This is why Herod was so afraid of the report that he heard from the wise men because they all believed this at this time. Now we want to now talk about the tetrads and we, uh, the tetrad is is when a, uh, you have four blood moons that happen in a close period of time. They call them a tetrad. And they've had over 55 since since the very beginning of the, well, really since the first century. Since the first century, they've had 55 tetrads. Now they said also that they've had 55 from the time of of Adam all the way up to the time of the Messiah. So like right in the, this thing is right in the middle, like 55 on, on the uh, side before the first century and 55 cents. Now, these dates, all these dates, each one of these dates was not just a tetrad, it was one that involved at least all four of them, all four moons would have, would have fallen on holy days. So you've only had eight since the first century that have fallen on holy days. Now, I'm going to stop just a second. You know, what I'm trying to explain to you is how all this works and 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 how interesting some of this, this parallel is. So if I go here, I'm going to explain the events that happened on each one of these eight days. Now, remember that the chat says 55 of them. But not all of them fall on holy days. But you've had eight eight tetrads that have fallen on all holy days. In other words, you've had them falling on at least, uh, uh, you know, four holy days in a row. And that's what they call, uh, this is what they call a Passover tabernacles uh, tetrad. Okay, so the first one that is recorded is in 162 to 163 A.D., This one occurred at Passover and Feast of of Tabernacles, coinciding with the worst persecution of Christians in the history of the Roman Empire. And three years after this, and I'm very familiar with this, three years after this persecution and this eclipse that happened, eight million people in Rome died by by a plague that struck them at that time. And I think that's very interesting that... These eclipses will happen before, and you'll see them sometimes three or four years before an event. Now, you if you remember the ones that happened in, uh, in 2014, 2015, they happened three years before you saw the uh, the September 23rd, 24th event, which was the fulfillment of, of Revelations 12, the woman in the heavens with the seven stars, and the moon at her feet, and the sun at her shoulder. Remember that? So that one happened three years before that event also. So you'll see sometimes three years out. Now, the next one was in 795 AD. This occurred at Passover in Yom Kippur. And it says King uh, Charlemagne of the Holy Roman Empire established a zone in France and Spain to keep the the Arab invasion out of Western Europe. So he was the one that for, stopped them from being able to come into the rest of Europe. They they were basically in the lower part of Spain and they really stayed there and that's who we're talking about is the Moors. All right, so it's, it's and also at this point, there was a king in England that took, that had a civil war and that civil war was won that year. And many of the Protestants providences fell back under him for his authority so the next one is 842 to 843 and that was uh, Theodora uh, I think she was the wife of uh, Justantine if I'm not mistaken not but she instituted icons in the church she was the one that brought idols into the Roman Catholic Church and so that was that same year and this, this occurred on Passover in Yom Kippers shortly after the the eclipses, the Vatican Church of Rome was attacked and looted by by the an Islamic invasion from Africa. So now do, do y'all see that these things are preceding major wars and major battles? Are you beginning to see they they precede major events and especially kingdoms rising and falling? and so you're going to see more and more of this as we go through here now 860 to 861 this one occurred on passover in Yom Kippur. the byzantine empire defeated the arab, arab armies at the battle of lake Huron of in turkey and this permanently stopped the invasion of the of islam into the eastern europe shortly after that so that you see these are these are Events that happened right before major battles and kingdoms rising and falling. Do y'all see that? As we go through this, you can see, you can actually see that. Now, 1492, 1494, uh, occurred on Passover and the Feast of Trumpets. A few months after King Fernand and Queen Isabella of Spain ordered the Jewish people to leave Spain in 1492. But you also remember that 1492 was the time that, that uh, Columbus came and, and discovered, was given credit for discovering America. So this is, this is a rise of a kingdom. Do y'all, do y'all see that these, these rising and falling of kingdoms are happening on these dates? Now, 1949 to 1950 is real interesting. Because you know, the many people say, "Well, that was after Jerusalem was established as a nation for the Jews." And and, and that actually happened in nineteen forty seven, nineteen forty eight. But this is this date is nineteen forty nine and nineteen fifty, which happened after that event. And this is when we America became involved in the Korean War. So. Here again, you know, rising and falling, major battles, um, major events. So these things are coming. Now, you, you know, people can say, well, that's just by accident. Well, you know, I guess you could say that. But by the time I finish here, you're probably not going to say that. All right, uh 1967, 1987, all right, 1968 occurred on the Passover and feast of, of Tabernacles, this was the Six-Day War. This actually was the Six-Day War. Israel recaptured Jerusalem. Now, in 2014-2015, the Pope came to America, spoke before Congress, and visited the White House. And he actually was there on the Day of Atonement, which I think is very interesting. Now, <clears throat> there was three tetrads that have fallen on feast days. Okay like 1949 in this century, and 1950, uh, 1967, and 1968, and 2014 and 2015. So let's just take a look at these, okay? I'm going to just show them to you. So you can see each one of these dates, how each one of them fell on Passover and and Feast of Unleavened Bread, okay? So this was the eclipse of 1950 and nineteen forty. Forty-nine. All right, now, ones for 1967 and 1968 fall, and these are total eclipses, and they all fell in consecutive, uh, one after another consecutively on holy days. Passover, Feast of Tabernacles, Passover, Feast of Tabernacles. Now, I think that's really interesting. All right, so now Passover, like I just said, I'm going to go over this in case y'all didn't hear it. So in 1967 and 1968, you see that these, these, these total lunar eclipses, which are blood moons, they all fell in line. You have Passover. The first one fell on Passover. The second one on the Feast of Tabernacles. The next one, Passover, and the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, I read what these people uh, that are astronomers say, and they said, well, you know, this is just, just by accident that these things happen. Because they said they usually, holy days usually fall on full moons and new moons. So this is all by accident. So, I mean, I, I'm once I've finished with this, I don't think you're going to see it as an accident. Because I really think that the Father is gives people warnings before major events. Mm-hmm. And this is not, obviously, this is not all of them. Now, this is the one for, this is the one for, 2014 and 2015 you notice again these are all total lunar eclipses that's blood moons they fell on passover then feast of tabernacles passover and then feast of tabernacles moon here in the middle which is really the very first day this was this moon happened on march 20 and march 21 and it's really interesting because that is the very first day on the Hebrew calendar but this is even more significant because not only was it the first day on the Hebrew calendar it was also the spring equinox and it was a moon a a, a lunar eclipse a total total lunar eclipse all three fell on that one year so the father was really marking that year which was 20 He's marking these years, which is 2015, and that would be the year, if you remember that, that's when the Pope came in and he spoke in the White House and in Congress and then went to Philadelphia, if you remember that. Now, we're going to compare this now to Israel, and it's amazing how much information is on the internet now. So I went out and got the moon phases, and I and I said, well, let's just look and see if this stuff was going on before Israel fell. Now, Israel fell. Some people say she fell in 721. Some people say she fell in 720. I use both dates. And she fell, she fell to Assyria and her capital fell in 720, okay, B.C. All right, now, now what this is is the moon calendar. You actually have that stuff out there now. See in 20 in 721, you had the new year where the new year and trumpets both had eclipses on them. You had Purim, it had an eclipse on it. You had Alua the 15th that had an eclipse on it. Now, Alua the 15th is interesting because you know, Alua is the month of repentance, and the full moon would be the full fullness of that repentance. So it's like the father saying, I really want you to repent. You know, he's, you know, he's driving on that point. I really want you to repent. Now, Purim is always really interesting because Purim usually occurs somewhere in February, early March timeframe on a full moon. And interesting, it tells the story of Esther and Esther was the, was the queen who made herself ready. She had three days. She made herself ready in three days. And then she was presented and came before her king. So that is exactly what's going to be playing out in the next few years. That We're going to be having a three-year period. If you remember, it's the three-and-a-half-year period that the woman goes into the wilderness. And during that time, she's going to be preparing herself, just like Esther, to be presented before her king, so I just think these dates are so interesting. Now, if you look at the same the next year, which is uh, 720, you see the same thing. You see, New Year's had a whole had a had a eclipse on it. Alua had an eclipse on it the first day of Alua. Uh, Purim, again had a total had a total solar eclipse on it. And then Alluah the 15th had another total solar eclipse. On it. You know, so the father's really emphasizing repentance here. And so do y'all see that that he does write stuff in the heavens for us to see, and he gives us messages. And, he, and if you understand what the holy days mean, then you understand what the message is. And so that's what he's really driving it. So you know, let's go on here because now we're going to get to the future eclipses. This is where I think it gets really interesting: is the future eclipses. Okay, so March twenty four, twenty five. That's it's two thousand twenty four is a lunar eclipse where it appears. It appears in the the in the really in the uh, western hemisphere but it goes all the way over to australia so all of that area is being marked for that eclipse and that happens to fall on perham so i mean this is again this is very interesting because Perm does represent esther three days getting ready to be presented before her king And so that's the role that we're going to be playing as believers. We are playing that role of Esther that comes before her king. So I just think it's amazing stuff. Now look, I'm going to go through each one of them. Now, April 8th, 2024, that's next year. It's a total solar eclipse, total solar eclipse. And this one is the one that everybody's watching. It's going to be The the path is going to be somewhere between 130 and 160 miles wide. And it starts in Mexico, comes all the way across clear on up into Nova Scotia. Now, that one occurs on the first day of the Hebrew calendar. So the father's marking next year, just like we said before, this is going to start in the last seven years. Now, in my opinion, next year is a year of warning and and he's t- singling out next year cuz he he actually put the moon the lunar the the solar eclipse on the first day on the very first day of the Hebrew calendar. It, he's he's using a, a he's using a biblical calendar. Do y'all see that it's the message that we want to look at. It's the message. Do y'all see what I'm talking about here? That he's sending a message. All right, now the 17th and 18th was is a lunar, and that's in 2025. And that's where this thing occurs, which is uh, all the way through the Americas, South America, parts of Europe. Do y'all see that? And even into parts of Africa it's going to be. Now, this one has no, it falls on no dates, but we'll see if the father uses that because all the lunar eclipses and solar eclipses now or are falling on just about every one of them's falling on holy days. Now, how does the the uh, these you know the experts, the astronomers explain this? I, I don't know how they explain it. Now, here's October second, twenty twenty four, annual solar eclipse. Again, this one is going to come across in into the western part of the world. It actually kind of makes this trip across. South America. This one is on the day of trumpets. You know, the, the, and that's really interesting because that's going to be the, it's going to be another solar eclipse and it happens on the day of trumpets. So you're going to have, you're going to have a holy day. I mean, you're going to have a holy day, which is being, which is being indicated here. You're going to have the first day of next year. And see, to me, this is so significant because I look at next year as a year of warning. Well, what does the day of trumpets represent? It represents an alarm. It represents a war. It represents the blowing of trumpets. And so sounding an alarm, sounding a warning. I mean, I, I can't help but notice that this is what is going on here and is being written in the heavens. Now, 2017, this one's called an almost lunar eclipse. I don't know. It's not, it doesn't quite hit the shadows right. And it falls on the first day of the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, so now we're going to look at 2025 eclipses. And so I'm going to go through those now. We're going to just go through each one of those. All right, so March 14th, 2025, total lunar eclipse. This one again falls in the the Americas, the Western Hemisphere, part of Europe, and part of Africa. Uh interesting. It is gonna fall on pure. Just telling that same story. The, you, the woman is going into the wilderness, she's getting ready to meet her husband. Okay. And partial, the next one is a partial solar eclipse on March 29, 2025. It, it's in, in basically the Atlantic area. And this one falls on the first day of the Hebrew calendar. Do y'all see how this thing is repeating? <laughs> this is repeating. It's repeating the same events that happened in 2024. So it's going to fall on the first day of the Hebrew calendar. Now, the next one is September 7th, 2025. It's a total lunar eclipse. Now, it's going to occur in the eastern part of the world. It won't occur in the western part of the world. Just about all of them were occurring in the western part of the world. This one's going to occur in the eastern part of the world. It's a blood moon. And, and the partial eclipse of September 21st 2025 here it is it's on the day of trumpets. So you so you see that you have you're seeing all these cl- eclipses in the next two years are falling on holy days about just about every one of them. So this one is, falls on the day of trumpets now, 2026 eclipses. All right, a total solar eclipse will take place on Tuesday, March 3rd, 2026. The first of the two lunar eclipses in 2026. It is, it's a blood moon. The total lunar eclipse will take place on August 20, 28th, August 28th, uh, 2026. And that, again, is a blood moon. So this eclipse is the third in an almost triad, when you have March fourteenth, September seventh, and and August twenty eighth, all three of them falling on a blood moons. I, I mean, it's just unbelievable. And so now here we go. I'm going to go to the through the a few verses here. Uh, Joel two verse. 30, and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood, fire, and pillars of smoke. And the sun shall turn into darkness and the moon into blood. That is a blood moon before the great and terrible day of the Lord. So he's saying before the day of the Lord, you're going to have a blood moon. Interesting. And this thing also is in Acts. Now it says, Acts 2 verse 18, and my servant and all my handmaids I will pour out in those days my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And 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 it says, And I will show wonders in the heavens and above, and signs in the earth be no beneath, and blood and fire and and smoke, and the sun shall turn into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord. So it's really repeating. That in two places, this is two witnesses here. Before the the before the day of the Lord comes, there is a there's going to be a blood moon. That's what he's saying. And you know, it's, and it shall come to pass that whoever shall call upon the name of of Yahweh shall be saved. It doesn't say anything in specific about what they have to do, but if they call out to the Father for help. He's going to help him. That's what he's saying. So now let's get to Haggai. This is Haggai. All right, Haggai one one in the second year of Darius the king in the sixth month, the first day of the month that is Elul, came the word of the Lord to Haggai the prophet. Okay, now here you go. You see that August 21st, twenty first twenty. Seventeen was Elua the first. So you're getting some dates now that are being played out from the book of Haggai. Now Haggai 114. Uh I will stir up the spirit of Zerubbabel and and uh, Joshua and the spirit of the remnant of the people, and they came and did the work in the house of the Lord of hosts. Now that's the job that we're going to be doing because we're going to be rebuilding this country again. And so it's going to start with us. We're going to be the people that the father uses along with these two leaders to build, actually to build, um, rebuild America after it falls. Now, notice these dates here because I'm just drawing attention to the dates because I want y'all to keep them in mind. The Twenty-fourth day of the sixth month. Okay, so the twenty-fourth day of the sixth month just happened to have been the day that 9-11, this this fell on 9-11. You can go back and check it yourself. Uh, 9-11 fell on the sixth month, twenty-fourth day. Now Haggai 2, verse 1, seventh month and the twenty-first day, He's giving a message to Zerubbabel and Joshua again. And he said, be strong because it's going to be at a time that you're going to have to be strong. All you people of the land, that's us, said the Lord, and, and work for I am with you, said the Lord, according to all the word that I coveted with you when you came out of Egypt. So my spirit remains among you. Fear you not. So this, whatever this date is, it's the seventh month. And that would be like, in most cases, that's in September. Uh, the 21st day, that is actually the last day of, of the Feast of Tabernacles, the la- last great day. He's telling, he's going to give them a message that they need to not fear and to be strong. Now, you know, that is a significant thing, and I don't know what will happen on one of these dates, but something surely will. Now, Haggai 20, chapter 2, verse 10. And on the ninth month, the 24th day, and this is is what it's drawing in, we're going to talk about verse 15 now. And now I pray, consider this day upward and before, a stone was laid upon the stone in the temple of the Lord. Before a stone is laid, so be, the, we know that the stone that's being laid, the foundational stone is the Messiah. So before He comes, He said, "Consider this date." That's what He's telling you. Consider this date. Now, seventeen, verse seventeen: "I smote you with blasting, with mass, with mildew, and with labors of your hands; yet you turned not to Me," said the Lord. Verse eighteen. Consider now from this date upward. So from that date, which is the ninth month, 24th day, he's telling you twice here. Consider this date from the 24th of the ninth month, even from that date that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid. Consider it. So he's talking about us being that we're us being that temple. And that we are actually beginning to be built, and we not only are, are we're building spiritually, which is that three-year period that we play the role of Esther, preparing to meet our King. So that's part of of preparing our our garments and getting ourselves straight. But it's also referring to the reestablishment of this kingdom in this country. Because we're going to reestablish and rebuild this country. Now you can go back to go back to Daniel chapter four and you read all of this. Now Haggai two verse nineteen is the seed in the barn, yea, yet yet the vine and the fig tree and the pomegranate and the olive tree have not brought forth for this day from this day will I bless you. So he's going to take this country down and he's going to restore it and rebuild it. And he's going to use 10% of the people to do that. And he calls them his holy seed, And you can read that in Isaiah 6, which I've referenced many times. Now, this is, and he tells you, look for this date. Look for this ninth month, 24th date. So look for it. And if you look at the December calendar for next year. So here again. It's it's telling you again. Verse 15. Remember pray. Consider this day upward and before. The stone will be laid. So he's telling you the Messiah is coming. Now. Here is the month of December. You have the black moon. That starts the ninth month. It's Christmas Eve. Is the 24th. And. This The 25th is Hanukkah and Christmas falling on the same day, which I think is kind of interesting. And it's interesting, he's telling you from this point on, make sure you're looking for this date. So, you know, I didn't go in and look at all the dates for 25, 26, and 27. But I did do it for next year so y'all could see it. So I think, you know, I think that's interesting because it's fallen on right around the winter solstice because the winter solstice would fall on like that Friday. And that represents midnight on the father when he's, the way he sets up time, right? So that represents midnight. The eclipse is for 27. And I think this is interesting because everything's falling now all the eclipses are beginning to fall on the eastern part of the world. Many of them, you'll see eastern, uh, many of them, the eclipses for falling on the eastern part of the world. But you have a total solar eclipse in 2027 on the first day of all. And you know that, you know, destruction has always come on Jerusalem on the, uh, on what is it? That would be the day of all. How interesting is that? So that's really what I wanted to cover. I just wanted to cover those dates, those future dates that are going to be popping up. Thought it was interesting. I thought I, you know, I was wanted to share it with y'all. So- Where are the Israelites today? Are they still alive? On Setting History Straight, we answer that question and many other questions about biblical history. For more information about this broadcast, please visit our website at www.12tribehistory.com. That is the number 12, tribehistory.com, or email us at lwatson44 at cox.net with any questions or comments. (music) Thank <music> you.